This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, the best podcast in the world. That's not, that's going to be my new tagline now. FCA um, is fact. It's the fact. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. FCA is good. Good point, Ryan. Uh, but first of all, oh, before yeah. we get into all of that, um, I'm I'm delighted to be joined by the legends themselves, Ryan and Ben. How are we doing, chaps? We all good? Oh, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all good, mate. <laughs> right, mate. Look at Ryan starting that out, just like nothing happened. <laughs> No, great mate. What what a, what a day out yesterday was. Honestly, what a day out. Yeah, um, unbelievable. Absolutely buzzing. I was in the West Ham end, so I had to be quiet. But we'll get into that in a minute because that was funny. But to be fair, <laughs> oh yeah, cool. What I can what I can say, no, I, I didn't jump up and scream and shout. But the opinions around me were interesting, and it was really interesting to hear. Oh, that'd be a good. West Ham yeah. perspective. Mm. So I can actually go into that a bit in a, in a bit. The yeah. West Ham perspective of Brighton was it was good. It was good to hear. Like you know. An actual unbiased opinion of us, which was it was interesting. Yeah, we actually got some decent About, feedback sorry. even on Twitter. Like some of the West Ham fans were being really nice. Mm. They were like, they were like the away support mm. didn't sing, like didn't stop singing the whole game. One of them was like, it was as if you had like a hymn or like a song sheet in front of everyone the whole game. Yeah. Uh, he was like, they, you, you guys put us to shame. So I was like, yeah, yeah, they were they were actually no, really I saw cool. that. Apart from the guy in the grey tracksuit, obviously. I think he was the one yeah, West Ham yeah. fan that everyone was taking a piss out of. But, um, yeah, yeah was it close from Matalan? Was it? Yeah, Matalan Trackies. Um, Got kicked out right, the 24th minute, just, apparently. Embarrassing. Just just quickly, before we do get into the whole West Ham game, of course, let's just quickly, uh, for anyone who hasn't seen it on socials or uh, hasn't been following us on socials, whatever, make sure you do. Seagull Social uh, on all platforms. However, we have, um, the, the nominations have come out for the FCAs, the Football Content Awards, so, and uh, Premier League's Best Podcast. Uh, we are in, well, we haven't been nominated yet, but the votes are in. So please go and vote if you haven't. For the, for the finals, yeah, yeah. Oh, which yeah. Is good. Yeah, uh, so 100%. Been, we, we've had a lot of really, uh, a lot of tags. Mm. So I really appreciate everyone who's supported so far. Yeah, thank you. If but you if haven't. you haven't already voted, um, you know, you can, you can go onto Instagram, tag us on their uh, podcast, Premier League podcast. Uh, By the way, uh, this post. isn't an ask, lads. This is, this is a, this is a demand. This is telling you. Ha- a demand. You have to do it. <laughs> if you're watching this, yeah, moment, yeah. you have to do it. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. have yeah, go three years of bad luck. Your whole 100%. village and town will be burnt down if you do not do it. 
Also, also as well, please can you also do it on the website? So the link is on the FCA's Instagram or whatever link you want to do. And then just click on the link and then you'll be able to like get a drop down box of the categories and just pick podcast and then just manually enter Seagull Social. That'll be much I'll try and put the link. I'll pin the links in the comments. I'll see if that. Perfect. Perfect. I'll try and remember. Without further ado, uh, let's get it. What another brilliant result. Like the. We could not ask for a better start to the season. Apart from, well, three wins and three we could have. But two wins and a <laughs> draw. I mean, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Newcastle, we should, we should have won that game. But, yeah, two wins out of three. Incredible. Uh, was it two away wins? Old Trafford, London Stadium, and then a draw at home. So, I mean, look, we, we can't get any better. And Ryan, as you said, you were there, uh, albeit in the in the op block. <laughs> Talk to us. How, 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 how was it from... Um, <laughs> op block, yeah. on new kind of how was it? How we was it? Were, mate, we were dominant from start to finish. And, and the good thing was, so obviously I love going in the away ends and I always will. But it was actually a bit of a blessing in disguise going up in this West Ham end. It was really weird not celebrating goals, obviously. But I got to watch the game from almost like a neutral slash rival's perspective. And I thought, do you know what? For today, I'm just going to pretend I'm not a Brighton fan and actually live into that and actually just watch Brighton as if I'm playing against Brighton. And just watching them, it was just domination mate like the, honestly the, the football on display was ridiculous and you just watch this to passing it around like so confident so confident and every single player on that pitch yesterday has to take a bow today because they were absolutely superb um it was it was it was a game worthy of way more than two goals we we were we looked like we were four five nil up in that game we were so dominant and West Ham didn't even have a sniff didn't even look like scoring didn't look like really creating a problem Declan Rice, you know, a player you'd be worried about, no worries. It's just none of their players were literally any worry. The only one that probably had us on a little bit was Ben Rama at times, but even that was very minimal. Mm. So, no, absolute dominance personified for every single one of those players. They're fantastic. Egg fraud Rice, mate. That's what his name is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Ben, uh, anything different? Obviously, we we watched it uh, on a legal stream, of course, uh, as we do. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. how, how did you see the game? Um, from my sofa, it was really comfy, hungover again, <laughs> shop. Um, it's an engagement party on my friend's birthday, but, um, no, so I'm going a bit away from what Ryan's already said. I don't want to repeat him. Alexis McAllister, like the first 10 minutes, I'd say, I was a bit like, oh God, I don't think he's cut out for this DM role. Like he put a few passes wayward. I think he gave up away a couple of times. And then after that, he just became Spot unbelievable. Yeah. He was so good. Like even winning the ball back as well. I just, I, th- I don't think he gets enough like um, attention on the fact he's just suddenly been put in this new role, a number 10 playing like a number six role, basically, and just doing really, really well in it. In one of the best leagues in the world, like the strongest leagues in the world, dominating a normally really good midfield for West Ham, Suchek and Rice. And you've got this little Argenti- Argentinian lad who's the size of Lionel Messi <laughs> putting the strings in midfield. Like It is yeah. it's really, yeah, so sick to see. And then obviously scoring and- a penalty. And I think that's credit to, we've got to give credit to Potter. I know we're going to get on to Potter because, you know, there's a lot to talk about with him. But I think that's credit uh, to Potter because losing Basuma, <laughs> losing Kukurea, everyone thought, oh yeah, Brighton, you know, they're going to be shit this season. You know, they're going to flirt with relegation, etc, etc. And I'm going, to, I'm going to be honest, I I, I was never thinking that we'll get relegated or anything Look like that. Look over the Champions but League! I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, but I, 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 you know, I had my I had my worries. I was a bit like, oh, like, how are we going to get on this season? We lost two key players. It doesn't look like we're really replacing them as of yet. 
there's still a long way to go. But as of, yeah, and I was a bit like, oh, okay, but mate, credit to Potter, like, uh, just incredible how he set up the team, the formation, the personnel. Yeah, mate, I think, yeah, I can't emphasize enough how lucky we are to have Graham Potter. But yeah, let's talk about the, uh, yeah, the penalty, first of all. Um, everyone happy that it, with the decision? There's no, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, obviously I, I was right on top of it, so I could see quite clearly. And it, I, I thought oh, penalty. Oh, I, I must, I oh, must admit, you. I thought I did think for a minute that it was going to be called outside of the box because I wasn't sure if like initial contact, initial challenge mm. was going to come into it. And I was a bit like maybe he sort of dived into the box, but obviously I don't get to see the replays. But yeah, mm. I don't even know. But what a penalty, by the way, for McAllister. Yeah. So cool. Um, at a sixty thousand seat stadium, a lot of the fans, you know, booing him and, and getting on him. He just kept his nerve, and to be fair to McAllister, uh, after the I think I had a bit of deja vu from the Wolves game, where to yeah, you know he, he made it back, but he sort of crumbled under that pressure a little yeah, bit at it, first, yeah. um, and I was worried, but no, he, he stepped up. Great penalty, probably one of the most convincing penalties a Brighton player has taken in the last five years, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> so I did, yeah, he, yeah oh. he ran up to it with so much confidence. Just what I was yeah. like, yeah, he's not missing this. But normally, no. I'm just like, no, we're we're missing penalties because we love yeah. missing pens. Same. Yeah, on that, on on the the penalties, do we want? Because as we all know, like what Pascal Gross missed a couple of how like had a few howlers. Uh, one that stands up for me is the West Brom one. Remember that was the big one for mm. me. Oh yeah, uh, it was a couple mm, of yeah. seasons ago. Neil um, said yeah, like, yeah, Neil Mope, yeah. Missed. So, do we do we want? Are we happy with McAllister being the, the designated spot kick taker? Everyone it's happy? Best to have a bad bunch, isn't he? I think. <laughs> I don't think we <laughs> we haven't got we haven't got many other. Players. For some reason, like we people saying, why don't Welbeck take penalties? But obviously, he's just maybe not as good as penalties. What, in mate? there's obviously a reason why he's not taking penalties. I, I really think I really think Trossard. And I want to talk about Trossard in a minute, but I really think Trossard be a decent penalty taker. I don't know what it is about him. He seems to have a bit of you know. Flair to him enough well, to confidence step right now, up, isn't it? He's got yeah. a bit of an ego now, isn't he? But like a yeah. good ego that you'd want, mate. He he looks happy as well. Like that celebration, yeah. mm. he he looks really happy. Yeah. I mean, you know, Leo of probably the first season we had him. Yeah, the uh, first season we had him, you were a bit like, you know, is he is he just a bit grumpy at times? Is he a bit, you know, he's, he was a bit inconsistent. But now mm. he's Wrecking just bitch, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, but now he's just quality, honestly, and it, and it looks like he loves it. He's got his celebration now, goes up to the fans and does that off every time. It's brilliant. And uh, mm. I'll tell you what, honestly, I think this Brighton team that we've got at the moment, the connection to the fans at the moment is, is fantastic. Yeah. There's a big thing we had sort of midway through last season when obviously some things went down, which the players don't play for us anymore. And now we don't have those problems anymore. And, and you can tell in the team. I mean, even like two two and, seasons ago, Ryan, I think like one of our first seasons, you, you were like, there's literally no connection to the players and all that kind mm. of stuff. You were well, like falling out of love with it. And yeah. now... The, the team the team morale you could just feel it and then that's why yeah. it comes onto the fans and then the fans are just going to reciprocate that with 100%. amazing songs but also sorry quickly on yeah. the penalty as well how embarrassing for was it Kera Keraha from PSG mm. uh, his, his debut giveaway penalty like the first like, <laughs> yeah. 20 minutes how that has got to be the worst start to debut ever like what, <laughs> who was it uh, for Real Madrid Jonathan Woodgate when he got sent off for like five minutes oh, of yeah. his debut do you remember <laughs> yeah. that's, that's up there stinker, sure. yeah. The West Ham fans around me were so annoyed because they were saying he's a fantastic signing. And I saw one of the Brighton fans on Twitter say before the game, I can't remember who it was, and they said, give him the Lissandro Martinez treatment. New to the team, just target him, get Welbeck running at him. And it worked. Yeah. And um, he brought him down, silly mistake, penalty. And Do you not think it could have been fans. a red, obviously? I guess that's yeah, what you were asking earlier. Yeah, someone covering there, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah that's, there? yeah, that's what I was trying to get earlier. Was there someone covering enough? Was. Because okay. oh, yeah. Alona was going up to the referee, being like, "No, this needs to be a red card because it's last man." But 
Yeah, so Welbeck went down so funny though. Yeah. I think he like tried yeah. to I mean, I, kind I, of stay I, on his feet and thought, "No, nah, I'm, I'm going down here." Credit to him for not diving. Think, to be fair, yeah, yeah. And I think we, we, it could have been bad if they had a man sent off. It could have maybe been four, five, well, three, <laughs> four, five. Um, so yeah, they're quite lucky in that respect. Um, but then yeah, like, like Ryan said, um, Ryan's touched on. I feel like we. There wasn't many threats, like 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 you said, Ryan. Like Ben Rama did look pretty good when he was on the ball, um, and I remember as well um, they were they were going to sub him off, weren't they, in, in the second half? And then mm. as he sort of started to, to sort of do do a bit, uh, they then uh, put Skamaka on for someone else. I can't remember who it was. For now, but yeah, for now, that's it. For now, that's it. Um, so yeah, so it was interesting to see how they approached it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because well, because I feel like they just didn't really threaten us. It, is that is that fair to say? I no, feel literally. Like they didn't it was really just the two two shirt headers that were like back to back when Sanchez made mm. two unbelievable saves. By the way, those are the only times where I was kind of like felt threatened. But like you kind mm. of mentioned that Ben Rama chance in the first ten minutes when he kind of out it was quite far out, but still was like, oh that was close. Yeah, I could have set yeah. a precedent for them to keep going, but yeah, they they really didn't. We just yeah they could could not get the ball from us and ball break us no, down. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Um, while well, I was talking about Trossard a minute ago. He is, he's so well suited to that set of the forward role. I think he's really, really probably in his best position there because it allows him to drop deeper as well. And that was one of the, the best things I thought of yesterday was when we brought a Stupinian on, who was fantastic, by the way. Mm. Great crosses, great bursts of pace. Looks like he, you know, his first touch was great. Looks like he was really up for it. A lot of confidence in him. Um, actually, a Villarreal fan commented on one of my tweets and said that he was pivotal to their team and was a massive part of their um, Champions League run, big part of Uno Emery's plans in, in his system. So he's going to be massively missed and even went to, as far as to say he's better than Kukurea. And that's coming from a Villarreal fan. Uh, obviously, we're going to get carried away, but he was fantastic in his debut. Um, and to, to see him go into that left side, that's that sort of like consolidated that side now so you don't have to worry yeah. about it anymore. Yeah. Trossard's then allowed to go into the centre where he's his best. And it, it really showed. Once the Stupinian came on, we were a certain dominance completely, and and, and Trossard was absolutely free flowing. Honestly, yeah, I'm 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 really happy that we've signed him because yeah, that was my but my biggest show. And I've always said, I haven't I? Remember that when uh, was it the beginning of last season? Not this season, last season when uh, we we had the podcast and I got asked, oh, like what's more important, the striker position or the left back position?" And I said, "Left back," and I still believe that. Like yeah. I feel like that's so integral to the way we play. Don't get me wrong; we need a striker score goals. There's, there's 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 no two ways about it. There's no there's no dressing it up. But at the same time, I feel like having a having a left wing back or, or left back that you can depend on, and you know, is the starts from the back. You know, starts the tacks does the defensive duties. I feel like that's so, so key. And, and Estepunian, I, th- I feel like, can definitely do both of those. Let, you know, His still, heat map must yeah, have been he, just like a left winger the whole game, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was literally so far yeah. forward the whole game, pretty much. He's, that's exactly yeah, what yeah, you want yeah. from a, a left wing back under Potter, really. I think he's found the well, spot no, there. Though. Exactly. Uh, the only trouble is, uh, I mean, I think he's more than worthy of taking that starting place, obviously. But who do you drop at the minute? Because you can't even drop yeah. Solly March because he goes on to be over to the right and he's done a good job there. Can't drop Trossard for obvious reasons. Obviously, Veltman, mm. Dunk and Webster at the back are, are quite solid You know, solid mm. for that. Uh, midfield's fine. McAllister and et cetera are completely undroppable. I don't know who you would take out. You can't even, you know, people would say Lalana. Can't take Lalana, right? No, brilliant. no, absolutely engine not. at the moment. Um, so, well, you know, yeah. fair enough in a few months' time. But you can't drop Lalana at the moment. So where a stupid that, comes in at the minute, I don't know. 
That brings us on really nicely, Ryan, because we had a few comments on our socials saying that, um, oh, uh, we're not too sure. But let me actually let me get let me get the exact quotes up. Bear me two seconds because I don't want to misquote it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no, I'll I'll, I'll omit the uh, usernames. But essentially, so we, we posted on the weekend after the game, and uh, yeah, a few comments here. So um, here we go. Uh, we need to make use of our newer players. Uh, but we're fucking huge. Um, I want to see more subs, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> I want to see more subs. And Wepu, Matoma, Undav, Mope, Lamti all sitting on the bench. They're better than the 65-minute old players. Great result, though. So, there's a few comments there. Um, so, let's address this. So, Ben, we'll start with you. First of all, on those two comments alone, just, just on those two specifically, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with them? Um, and then I'll go on to Ryan and ask the same question. Um, I wouldn't, but no, I don't really agree with him to be honest. I feel like he made the, the right substitutes yesterday, which worked perfectly. Like, as soon as we, like Ryan said, as soon as Trossard uh, was pushed for, further forward when Espino came on, we scored literally pretty much straight away. Mm. So you can't really have a go at him for making lack of substitutions or wrong substitutions. And if we lost, if we lost our first three games, and you could maybe say, well, he's playing the wrong players, but he's absolutely mm. not playing the wrong, uh, wrong players. Um, if anything, the only thing that let us down against Newcastle was just a clinical striker, which hopefully we might sign eventually if Neil Pay does actually go, which I think we're going to talk about anyway. But um, no, I don't yeah. think there's any reason to complain. I guess maybe they're just excited. They want to see more from the new players because people yeah. have a lot of love for like Mwepu who didn't really feature much yesterday. So maybe that's where they're a bit frustrated. Yeah, nice. Brian? Yeah, I think uh, what is really important to remember for fans is that it's not FIFA, it's not Football Manager. You don't just chuck your new players in. All right, Fabrizio Romano. That's what he said to that kid, didn't he? Yeah. He was like, go play FIFA career mode. Yeah. But um, unfortunately, it isn't FIFA career mode, so you can't just put your players in. And, and, you know, if you've got a system that's working, especially like yesterday, for us to make five substitutions would have been silly. I mean, we've got a working team. I mean, Matoma came on in the last four minutes, and he and he said it a light, you know, the week before. Matoma, but it, do, do, it goes do, do, do. to show the yeah, that's a great chart. But it goes to show the <laughs> it um, just goes to show Potter really that how good he's been able to make this side. That it doesn't really matter who's in that eleven. Yes, we've got so much quality on the bench, but if anything, that just goes to show that Potter can do it with anyone in that squad. And actually, that was that question I got asked on behalf of us boys on that show yesterday, Talk TV. And he said, do you think you've got the depth to go all the way this season? And I said that I think that with Potter, you'll see that the DNA of the club goes all the way down to the under-18s. Under and they all play that similar brand of football of passing it around and, you know, dominance in, in possession and, and out of possession as well. And I said that, you know, it doesn't matter whether we've got a 17-year-old kid coming in or whether we've got a brand new 25-year-old striker. Dennis Undow has proven that completely. 25-year-old striker scored 31 goals last year, doesn't even get a game. But, you know, there's no doubt he will get a game. But it goes to show that we've got a Danny Welbeck, which people wrote off last year. And we've got Leandro Trossard, which people also wrote off last year. Um, and a Solly March, which I wrote off this year. So, you know, you've got these players that... Uh, com just coming through this side that don't even need to be replaced at the moment and we can sign these players but we've got we've got the depth 100% and even if we needed to I wouldn't even doubt us to go in Gen 23s and you know take one of the midfielders out and there's a good game I mean look at Alzate in the first year so mm. yeah it's just it's just credit to the whole system that we've got at the minute it's, it's, it's just perfect yeah no 100% um, also as well just quickly is there someone in your, your cupboard it sounds like someone, someone's stuck in your cupboard trying to get out give you like a little bang give you a little like oh, bang basically uh, well, I've got a new desk and I keep hitting my elbow oh, so, right, so, right, every right. Time I, so every time I bend that because I move a lot when I do it so 
Oh, okay, no worries. Uh, yeah, You've started a conspiracy theory now, Maz. It's going to be all over Twitter. You can write, hashtag who's in Warren's closet. No, but just, just quickly on on that. No, I I agree. I agree, Ryan. I think I think we have to be smart with how we use our new arrivals. I think we need to make sure, like like you know, we've got Forest Green midweek. It's a perfect opportunity to play the Undavs, to play the Matomas, play the even Sorry, the Kisos. Yeah, you know, Cisos, like yes. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, I saw Sarbien like, turn you know, twice yesterday. By the way, he was yeah, he was out, out yeah. like quite a few times. Mm. Yeah, I think he's injured though, isn't he? Because he, his yeah, whole family yeah. were there with like Sarmiento shirts, so it was great. Uh, you could tell he <laughs> yeah. just was like walking around like. Class, yeah, he's, he's he's very yeah. cool guy. I can't lie. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah like for example, midweek before the game. You know, yeah. midweek we've got we've got Forest Green, we've got uh, you know Levi Colwell, we've got Lamptey, we've got Mo. Well, Mo Page we're going to go, but Matomo and Wepu, Undav, like Estepinian, they can all start and they all play. And like you said, Ryan, they will get their chances this season. There's going to be injuries. Mate, that there's going to be team suspensions. Absolutely Mate, I'm, I'm buzzing to see That's this Forest Green, Forest Green game. <laughs> yeah, see yeah. how they all Mate, do should... together. Yeah, it should be, it should be really good. And, and, and yeah, I think it's definitely key. I love that Potter as well. You can't change a winning team. Like, what, it'll be stupid for Potter exactly. to drop like three or four players just to accommodate newer players. It just doesn't, Maybe doesn't make any sense. Three. Um, and that's really unlike yeah. us to go unchanged in three. Yeah. And it's worked every single time. So, you know, yeah. Pascal Gross, mate, has been absolutely superb. That assist yesterday for Trossard, if that's oh, the Bruyne God, yeah. that's being talked oh, about every yeah. single oh, week. Or Messi, um, literally, literally any of them. Literally, anyway, any yeah, yeah. any biggest playmaker in the world, and that's you know one of the most elite moves you could have made. Ozil, oh, you know that was, would have been on a comp for the next so thirty good. years. It was, it was a fantastic, it was <laughs> a fantastic little flick. Uh, Trossard, oh, amazing. I tell you what, it was really nice to see Brighton have a really quick and lethal attack. I mean, it happened mm. so quick mm. that West Ham fans didn't even know how to react, and even the lads behind yeah. me, they were quite boyish to be fair, and they were a bit like. Yeah, he said that was just absolutely quality. And he said oh. this this Brighton, he kept saying this Brighton team, he said, honestly, superb. He said Potter, uh, Potter's been a fantastic manager. He was saying how you know brilliant we are in possession. We come here and just dominate. Uh, he said the West Ham have no clue and everything. And they all getting on their back, booing them. Uh, Boos at full-time it's, half-time. It's, it's fun. it was it's a, so funny. It was a really strange goal because like, it was going back and forth, wasn't it? Like, it was like Webster cleared it and then they headed it back and then we headed yeah. it back. And then I think then Webster hoofed it in the air. And then McAllister just started to like drop it down and like kill the ball dead and just go right. I'll give it to you. And then or, like, I think he did a run and then gave it to Pascal Gross. Mm. But it was just going like tennis, football tennis. And then all of a sudden McAllister just changed his mind yeah, and just came broke out straight away. Yeah, it was so good. Fl- so, oh, such a quick that counter. Flick. Oh, it was amazing. That little flick he done mm. was just incredible. And then when when Trussell was one on one, I was like, please, just like hit the target because I, I, you know, there's been times where our, our strikers have been one on one and him, I'm just like, I, I just thought, say, yeah, really? going in. Yeah. I, yeah, I actually oh, thought so for the first time in ages. Yeah, I, was, I, I had a bit of ner- I had a bit of nerves. I had a bit of nerves. No, it was, a, it was a fantastic finish. Yeah, it was a fantastic finish. And uh, yeah, credit all round. It was just such a good, good team goal. Well, as in, mm. it just such a well worked move. Uh, slick, it was, like you it said, such Ryan, a good, like, it was such a convincing yeah. goal. Like normally, yeah. a Brighton attacker would like kind of maybe maybe take too many touches, cut back, and then try and pass it, and then ruin the attack. But Trossard literally was like, nah, just ran so convincingly and just drilled it, drilled yeah. the bottom corner. That's no, what we've wanted to see, brilliant. just clinical yeah. striking yeah. and clinical yeah. movement as well. Just the way we just broke out of that whole, you know, that midfield that's meant to be so dominant in it for West Ham. And people big up the West Ham midfield so much and, and the West Ham defence. They're meant to be hard to play against. We made them look 
genuinely championship standard, genuinely championship standard they looked. And it's it's just full credit. I, I can't stop giving credit to Graham Potter. I see. I feel like I just come on this podcast every week and just say how amazing this guy is because it's just, I don't even know what else to say anymore. I mean, I can't even... I can't even describe as to how the the, the football we play is, is so fantastic. No more good. superlatives, are there? Um, I, I, the right I, gen- I generally I believe that we don't realise how lucky we've got it right now. As no. in, mm. as so- I think as soon as you were to take Potter out of this, this club, you will see how important he was or yeah. is to the club and what, how much impact he has. Like, Of course, he's the head coach, he's the manager, he makes the decisions on the pitch. But I think even off the pitch and... Just you know the the stuff he does behind the scenes. I'm sure he's so involved. Oh, I'm sure, like he's the man so, management and get, you know, yeah, 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 exactly. Like the psychological side to it, not just the the, mm. the pitch stuff we see on the pitch, but just the thing is, all the behind the scenes stuff. I, I can't see Potter going anytime soon. That's the thing. I mean, like people say, oh, what you know, what if he goes next year? But the, the way I look at it is a top four, right? Unless he gets a move to like Bayern Munich or something. But if I look at the top four of the Premier League, you've got United. <coughs> And then you've got you've got um, sort of Man City, Pep Guardiola, Chelsea, Tuchel, Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, um, Spurs have got Conte, Arsenal are stuck with Arteta. I just I don't think, think I think Tuchel would be the one. On I think Tuchel might yeah, be that Tuchel. first manager to go in the big six, and then yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Potter link with Chelsea. I wouldn't no. be surprised. Oh, 100%. And then you've got well, that new even, owner um, that might want to do something new and fresh and wild, and then actually finally give a punt on Potter. That's the only kind of yeah. Pathway I can see of him leaving this season. Well, even even I'm not saying I'm saying we're we're leagues ahead in my opinion. But Leicester, you know, Brendan Rodgers is in big trouble at the moment. So like, will Leicester try and go for him? Do you know what I mean, it's, it's, I can definitely see that happening. But yeah. I, 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 try, I, I, but I, I can't see him. I can't see him go to Leicester. No, I feel like they're, they're nowhere near. Why do you want to, nah, you want to yeah. openly want to go to Leicester anyway? <laughs> I mean, I mean, historically, historically, and like they're actually a well-run club, but in terms mm. of currently right now they're in a shit like their players aren't they're really no up to scrap the final wants to leave or... I know they won no, 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 their league that's exactly what I'm saying. Ago, but like you know I just that's exactly what I'm saying I feel like it, would be, then, it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a progressive step for him I don't think no. going to Leicester and then obviously example. Villa but like Gerard Chelsea leaves because he's obviously Gerard's doing worse and you no know, because he's, yeah, no he's a Villa fan isn't he no but he's a Villa fan oh, that's, that's what I'm only seeing yeah he's from Villa isn't he yeah he's from I didn't know supported them yeah, I know well, he's, he's from Birmingham, obviously. Oh, he's from Birmingham, there. Yeah. I thought yeah, he's got an affiliation there. That's well, that's well. He I'm started his career at Birmingham, I'm sure. Did he? Um, Let's have a look. Yeah, well, it doesn't, so it doesn't mean a lot. Born, oh yeah, he's he's, he's born in Solihull. Yeah, he's born in Birmingham. Mm. Yeah, interesting. So maybe he is. Um, yeah, I remember, I remember hearing yeah. about that when we when uh, Gerard before Gerard got the job, he was being linked because Villa fans are saying that he's a Villa fan. I don't know. Yeah, he might be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Birmingham is Villa is Birmingham, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, right. So, okay, cool. So, yeah, basically, just to summarise the West Ham game, uh, I've got one more point actually, quickly. Um, so, just I know it's not really related to Brian, but I thought it's an interesting point, just because I feel like it's quite, it's actually relevant to us, I suppose, in a way, and, and you'll find out why. So, Declan Rice after the game, I don't know if you guys saw the interview, uh, but he got interviewed about the game and like how the, you know the booze that rang out, and essentially, uh, and, and I'm sort of paraphrasing here, but he said that we're not Man City. Uh, and we're not going to win the league. And a lot of West Ham fans got a bit upset about that because they're like, it's not the right mentality. Like, we should be aiming, you know, he, sh- he should have worded it better and he should have been more positive, etc., etc. Now, how, how I sort of link it to Brighton is, should, like, is that the attitude we should also have? Like, in terms of, I know we're doing much better than them and we're also, you know, we're pushing up the leagues. But 
you know, as a club, we're never going to compete with in the Premier League, as in for the Premier League. But mm. is that is that defeatist to say that? Is that, is that just realistic? Like, what, what are your thoughts, Ryan? We'll, we'll think, start with you. I'll go. Oh god, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't think. I, I don't know. Yeah, Ben, you can go for it, mate. I, 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 yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. But at the same time, I wouldn't say. Um, I wouldn't say it's the right mentality to have because obviously, if you're not yeah. dreaming of of trying to better yourself, then what's the point? Otherwise, mm. you're no, 100%. you're just constantly. You know, it's it, it. You put it in any work life. If you know, if you're always looking down and you're never look gonna ever get anywhere. So I don't know. Yeah, I think that you need to have a realistic sense, perhaps. But I don't think that coming out in the media and saying, you know, we need to remember what we are and stuff, probably isn't what you need to hear after a two 0 loss. It reminds um, me of the pot when he, when I was listening to it. It reminded me of the Potter post Leeds one saying they need a history lesson, mm. saying that they need to get yeah, their yeah, expectations yeah. in line. It kind of reminded me a bit like that. Yeah, because um, it was a thing. Maybe it's one of those things that Bryce. you kind of you know, but you just don't say publicly. Like obviously, yeah. West Ham fans know they're not Man City. You need to get expectations right, just because they've done so well the past two seasons. And I guess yeah, yeah we were doing yeah. really well at the beginning of last season. And then obviously we hit that dirty patch, and Leeds was part of that. And I think we kind of maybe had to get our expectations in check as well. Or at least some of the fans that pocket that booed. I think that that was kind of directed to them, wasn't it? And again, obviously they yeah. did get booed after the game. So there's the, obviously that's probably why. He's maybe had to give the fans a little bit of an, uh, an ego check or an expectation check, sorry. Yeah, no, and, and I think as well for me, it's like, I think because it came from Declan Rice, if it was any other player in the squad, I think they would have been like, oh yeah, whatever kind of thing, you know, I don't think they would have taken it as as personally. But like, it's like, like for example, it's like Lewis Dunk coming out and saying it to us. I think that's the same impact it would have. We'd be like, whoa, like, well, Dunkey said this, like, and I think it would have the same impact. And I agree with both of you, I think... What's the point, especially if, as any competitive person, if you're not aiming, you know, the, the, the quote I always like try to do is like, aim for the moon. Even if you hit the stars, you're still, still a good achievement. So, you know, I feel like you should always have a positive, positive mind frame and stuff. And I, I get that. Like, it doesn't look good from Declan Rice club captain to come out mm. and say and have a bit of a pop of the club, a bit of a pop of the fans, sorry. Um, and then, yeah, basically say like, oh, well, yeah. This is sort of we should be expecting this. It's like three defeats in a row. I, but, I imagine. Like, should, this is should be I imagine the West Ham fans that did boo are just fans that kind of just underestimated Brighton. Like this, they probably yeah. went to that game thinking it'll be a nice Sunday afternoon. Should be. It might be an entertaining game, but we should win. We should beat Matt Brighton. But mm. obviously, people are maybe underestimating us again this season. Last season was a oh, bit 100%. Of a surprise. But is it- it could be, could Even be one of my, on my, my colleagues in the office, one of my colleagues in the office is a West Ham fan. And um, he literally said this morning, he was like, oh, like, uh, he was obviously fuming about the whole booing and like, well, West Ham's performance in general. And he was like, yeah, mm. you know, no offence. He was like, no offence, but we should, you know, we should be beating teams like Brighton. And I was like, oh, what, teams like Brighton? Yeah. Teams <laughs> like Brighton, like, like, here we go. Yeah. And he's, he's like, yeah, I was like, here we go again. But yeah, um, yeah, no, I just thought it would be interesting just to see sort of like, you know, how we... Yeah, how we interpreted that. But um, yeah, anyway, really, really good result. We're currently fifth, is it now, after the draw? Man yeah, fifth. We're fourth, fifth, mate. We're fifth, yeah. Fifth. Um, we, so yeah, really, really positive result. Uh, away from home as well. And yeah, we need to hope that um, Liverpool don't collect points today, just because, you know, in the title charge yeah. that we're on at the minute. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. The title we charge. We need probably one of the smaller clubs to do us a favour tonight. If United could get a point or something, that'd be good. Um, Mate, yeah. but, that guy's tweet <laughs> let me try and find it is when he put um, 35 games to go and it was a picture of like uh, Potter photoshopped him like, oh, yeah. in the Premier League trophy uh, who was it mm. Jake Taylor what an unbelievable tweet let me quickly try and show you it if you haven't seen it already it's Potter 35 games to go lads right yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be lifting that. We'll be lifting that PL title, mate. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the scenes. Love it. If we, um, if we won the, so yeah. the Premier League, or Dumbhead Blue, or something crazy, I don't even know. Oh, 100 percent. That'd be sick. 
So, moving on. So, yeah, uh, amazing result. Uh, love it. We're, yeah, fifth in the table. Can't ask for anything better uh, at the moment. Um, so, let's let's talk about... Oh, oh. <laughs> I was going to say, um, I've just seen about the whole, you know, we spoke about Webster before. Um, yeah. I've seen that Thomas Tuchel is actually a very big fan of him, and that's been going for quite a while, actually. Um, the report has been around for like two months, and it turns out it is true, apparently. So here's a question for us boys, if you're not moving on to anything else, because the Adam Webster stuff to Chelsea actually seems concrete, which is weird. So how how much how much is Webster worth if we're hundred fifty you know, by far? <laughs> so how much? Because he's by far one of our best yeah. centre backs. I mean, him and Dunk are in a league of their own. Obviously, Veltman's good, but he's not Webster and Dunk. So I hold on a minute. Though. How mental is this? Chelsea loaned us one of their best centre back prospects, and now want to buy the pro- yeah. a, a centre back from us. I saw, I saw someone actually. I actually saw some reply going. What about that Cole, Colwell guy we've got? Yeah, <laughs> um, they just, just loaned one of their centre backs to, to us, and now they want to buy yeah, yeah. one of our other centre backs. Yeah, like, it's an in- it's an interesting one because Colwell so, must be yeah, sitting there being uh, like, "What the fuck." <laughs> yeah, well, the, the whole reason this has come about, I believe, is from what I've read, is that obviously the Fafana deal, which they've been trying to push through, is, seems to be a few stumbling blocks on price and just in terms of getting that deal over the line. Hence, why they've now yeah, turned their attention to Webster. Be, not going to be any easier mind, than though, negotiating with Bloom, that's for sure. Yeah, and bear in mind, yeah. this is the same less. This is the same Chelsea. Sorry, that's just spent sixty million on Kukurea and also bid fifty million for Anthony Gordon. So, if they're spending that sort of money. On these players, we've got to be looking at stupid money for Webster because why would we let him go now to Chelsea? I mean, we'd have to be silly because if we let him go to Chelsea, you'd say, okay, but then you've got to let us sign Colwell on a permanent buyout. That's that's the only way. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be fair. Because mm. other than that, I just can't see how that that would even work with us letting Webster go. And it took him two years to settle Ooh. anyway. Also, a key key point for me is we signed him for twenty million from Bristol City. So exactly. the fact that we've already we've already put out twenty million, we've we've developed him. Um, so all that money and time and effort. So yeah, realistically, you're looking at least forty million mi- minimum minimum forty minimum. million. Minimum. Because if we got because, fifty mil, yeah. I'm taking it hundred percent. I'm taking yeah. fifty mil, but I'd, I'd want us to get Colwell permanently. I think that's the only way that that would be fair because. I think that if we're, you know, Webster's injury prone a lot, which is probably the one thing that would take his price down compared to other players. Um, but at the same time, you know, you've got Anthony Gordon going for 45 million. I'm sorry, Anthony Gordon, if, 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 in 45 million. Even Weverton fans that I know say that that's ridiculous pricing. And Chelsea are on a mad yeah. one at the moment. It seems like Chelsea and United are absolutely panic buying at the moment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they Literally, their boardrooms have lost their heads, and clearly so. So Wait, it's, would, it's just proof that they literally just—I know I said it already, but it's actually bonkers. Loaning a player, loaning a centre back out, and then wanting to buy the centre back, another centre back from the same club that you just loaned one of your centre backs to. That's yeah, crazy. It makes the same yeah, position. Well, that is, that is actually embarrassing for a new owner, mm. uh, whatever his name, Ted Bundy. Or what, no, not uh, Bowley. <laughs> <I mean. laughs> Ted Bundy. Ted Bowley. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Ted Bundy. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay cool so yeah um, so yeah we all agree that obviously we don't want him to go obviously we're all in agreement to that we don't want him we don't no, want to absolutely. see him go but if he was to go we're looking at 40 to 50 million I think we're all easy, easy, that. easy yeah, easy, yeah. yeah. This, easy this is a Chelsea money. side that's overpaying you know, we've money. got to be looking upwards there because I just think that yeah. even 60 million for Kukurea looks cheap after the 
got a Gordon game at bids. So, you know, <laughs> well, he, this, is, this is crazy. Kukurea after right. the weekend, um, it looks like he wants to make a move back, mate. Um, <laughs> general mistake. He, he, I don't want him back. He can stay there. I, don't care. I think he drove <laughs> past the Amex on the way back from Leeds, on the way back from Leeds to London. You know, that classic thing when he. <laughs> yeah, classic. Saw it after yeah, one of the yeah I saw that. He saw, I saw drove that. past Stamford Bridge. Yeah. He's like, when? When? When did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> <When> <laughs> um, right. And then, and then another uh, transfer as well, potential transfer. Obviously, we thought we were quite convinced that Mope was going to, to Forest, but that, that doesn't look like the case anymore. And he now looks favourite to join Fulham uh, in a similar sort Please. of amount, I think 15 to 20 million. Um, looks like that's going to go through. But it's interesting, though, because obviously they've got Mitrovic um, up front. Oh, imagine them like, two shithouses together. That'd be jokes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah the, the two shithouses together. That's actually a good point. But yeah, interesting how he fits into the system at Fulham. But also, um, yeah, for us, I think more importantly, the question is for us, um, yeah, will we replace him? I think that's the key thing. Will we get yes. another striker in? I I would love Broha. I would love Broha. I think he's so good uh, from Chelsea, yeah. but I just don't see that being realistic. I think no, you know, I he's too he's he's but too think, um, he's too important to them. Mm. Mate, with with Mope, didn't Potter say yesterday that it's less imminent? Whatever that really means, uh, that his departure is less imminent now oh, really? than it was before. Oh. So whether that means that we we he, he's probably had second thoughts. I don't know because I don't think it would have been. Uh, get out, Mope. We don't want you anymore. It would have mm. been Mope just thinking about options, yeah. which is fair enough. Yeah, and the right so, offer. Yeah, the right offer coming. I through. think the Forest one. Yeah. It seemed like the Forest one was a, quite a, quite a bit further down the line than this Fulham one. I feel like the Fulham it seems like Forest is as... a lot more of an attraction than Fulham, obviously for obvious reasons as well. I mean, mm. you know, you'd rather play for Forest than Fulham because you've got better chance of staying in the league, uh, bigger club, etc. So I just think you know the the if if Forest ain't gonna happen, which it isn't, I just don't know why he'd want to go to Fulham over us. I think it's just first team football at that point, well, isn't no, it, really. Yeah, and London lifestyle, yeah, maybe. If, it depends if they can offer, and also living in London. I think that's a key thing, right? Yeah, like, living in London's a big, yeah, a big draw fine. to a lot of these players. Um, yeah. But I mean, yeah, uh, I, I, I personally, right now, if I was a player, I'd be. I know I'm biased because I'm a Brighton fan, but I'd be staying at Brighton 100. percent I'd be like, I, yeah. I want to be part of this team, see what we can do this season because it looks really promising right now. Um, yeah, he's been kept so, yeah. out of the team by Danny Welbeck, so he must know that his time is up. <laughs> in this, in yeah, the and team. we haven't even and seen Dennis Undav play yet, which is weird. No, exactly. So I know Welbeck's doing really well, but it's still just a bit, of, a bit of a fuck you to Mope. Clearly, if him, if he's can't get in the team ahead of Welbeck, because Mope is meant to be our best striker, but now, you know, this injury-prone Welbeck, who's like 30, 31, is doing bits and signed a two-year contract now, which is really, really good great, for him. Great but the only, by the way. yeah, the only reason why I want us to sell Mope, I don't, I don't not like him. I really like him, but. It basically just enables us to then sign an actual other striker. And we've been linked mm-hmm. with that NSU now from Hatafe as well, who looks decent. Yeah. He's like the ninth most uh, clinical striker last season out of like, the top yeah. leagues, which would be exactly what we need. So that's the only reason why I want to see Mope go, is just so we actually sign another striker, a first team striker. Yeah. That'd be. Yeah, for, yeah. I was about to add that in for you then. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, brilliant. Um, okay, so that, that rounds up uh, the, the transfer news at the moment. And then finally then, boys, let's just quickly touch on the Carabao Cup game uh, against Forest Green midweek. Just quickly, just um, let's just quickly talk about like who, who are we most excited to see uh, on Wednesday? Because obviously we were anticipating a full swap of 11. Who, who are we most mm. excited to see? Uh, whoever wants I, to start first. I'll go front. I'll go for the front three. I want to see... I mean, I guess you want to see Matoma as well. This is a good headache to have because I want to see all of these players play. But I'd love to see maybe like Undav and then Nciso and Sarmiento maybe as a front three. Um, obviously, Van Heck's now gone to Sunderland as well, which was quite surprising. But obviously, oh, yeah, I guess yeah. that's because Colwell, yeah. that's because Colwell came in. So we won't be seeing him. Um, yeah, they're kind of just some of those youngsters. I'd love to see Matoma play as well. 
I really enjoyed watching yep. him against Newcastle. He looks quality. He looks rapid, yeah, nice. so direct, very similar to Sarmiento. And, and Ryan, any players we're excited to see, hopefully, midweek? Undav, I think. I want to see Undav get a game. I just want to see how he plays. Um, I want to see how clinical he can be as well, because what we saw in the early signs of the, of the pre-season was he can get powerful shots off and on target quite well. Uh, and that's a very rare thing to have as a striker. So I think him and, yeah, Sarmiento is probably the obvious. Uh, Colwell, maybe. Um, but I think, yeah, probably just him. I think he's the one that I really want yeah. to see. Uh, whether he'll even get a game, I don't know, because you know we might we might be thinking about saving him for Leeds. Um, but yeah, I don't know. For, I, I expect yeah. to turn him over about four or five nil anyway. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah can't wait till he lose one nil. Um, no, so uh, for me personally, uh, no, me, me personally, uh, I of course I want to see yeah like Undav, Matoma. I want to see all these players that you all mentioned. But one that's a bit of a bit of a different one um, I would like to see Lamptey back in the team oh yeah and just that. getting back to, just getting back to match fitness I want to see him back to his best because I feel like that injury really killed him last season and I feel like if he can get back to his best he is 100% starting in that team like if, if he can have a fully fit at his best uh, Lamptey he, he, he definitely gets in our team facts yeah. like um, so I just want to see him back to his full fitness and full best that's that's what I'd love to see so hopefully Forest Green can be the start of that um, and then yeah going on to the big game boys the the, the title chasers Leeds yeah the Brighton. title chasers European uh, chasers yeah. top four chasers yeah top of the table clash can't wait um, so yeah it's going to be it's going to be a big big game actually like it's, it's actually a, a huge game for us obviously at home as well um, I'm going to be there I'm assuming you boys are going to be there Oh, sure. I think it will be, yeah. I think it will be there. Yeah, Brian? Not confirmed yet, but I think yeah. we'll try and get a ticket. Of course. Look at that. We're going to have a full full house. Full house uh, at the Amex uh, for Seagull Social. But yeah, no, really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great game. And um, do you know what? I'm actually a little bit scared because Leeds, if, like, I'll just start. I feel like we're Leeds. <laughs> like that, that, that Aronson, that Aronson. I watched yeah, really good. That. <laughs> no, 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 no. Gen- generally, I, I watched them against Chelsea. I watched them against Chelsea, and I was actually like, "Fuck!" Like they actually they're pressing, they're pressing that game. Yeah, Marsh has done like, well. Sensational. Marsh has done well. Yeah, and, and and I don't really believe in Marsh. I feel like he's 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 going to get sacked at some point down the line. But I feel like at the moment he's got. Yeah, I, I still believe he he won't do won't do well. Or, or, yeah, um, yeah. I feel like he won't do that well. Um, but you know, at the moment he's doing really well. Like I'm not I'm not contesting that. I just feel like the longevity of him isn't. I'm still not convinced, but we'll see. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, Aronson, Adams, uh, Rodrigo, Mate, Rodrigo, uh, Harrison, all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, Harrison. Like going forward, they they look dangerous. Um, so I, I'm worried. I'm not going to lie to you. What, what what do you think, Brian? Uh, I tell you what. I think that yeah, Leeds are played well, obviously against Chelsea. But I think as well, you have got to take into account every every team seems to have those days where they turn up against these big sides, right? Seems like Leeds, I think even one of the Leeds writers on the Athletics said that it was one of those games where Jesse Marsh needed that anyway. You know, that one of those big things to forget about the past of Bielsa and everything to make fans move on, which is a very fair mm. point, to be fair. Yeah. Um, just quite a big moment in his career for at Leeds. But I think, you know, you, know, you play against Graham Potter, you know you're going to have exactly the same thing. We're going to play dominant football. We're going to create chances. We're going to try and hold possession. We'll try and break down the teams. Um, I, th- I expect we'll probably do the same again against Leeds. I don't I don't fear anyone in this league at the moment, to be honest. I think, apart from, obviously, your obvious teams in this league, I don't really think, oh, God, we've got to play Leeds United at home. Oh, this could be a tough... I think, yeah, maybe maybe we could get a draw. 
maybe we could draw. I just don't think we're going to lose. Um, you know, on a very, very surprise that we lose, I think it would it would take a very off-colour Brighton. But I think with the depth we've got at the minute, we've got a good bench, we've got a good development score, we've got a fantastic starting eleven. we've got full-flowing confidence, good manager. I don't see any reason why we can't win 2-0 against Leeds on the weekend. Jesus. Ooh, is that, yeah, I'm, are you sticking I'm, I'm that on for your prediction? Just quickly, are you going to stick with yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I'll stay yeah? with that for my best. Yeah, 100%. Nice, Jesus. nice. Love it. Uh, ben? Yeah, I don't know. I'm a bit concerned after watching them play against Chelsea. Again, again, I know it could be, it could could just be one of those games. That even against Southampton, they played well. Um, Rodrigo, again, like he just he looks like a completely new player this season. It looks a really, really good striker. Very pacey as well, which sometimes our defenders can't really handle. So that could be a bit of a problem. Mm. You know, they're on the back of a huge win and a huge win for the club, like I said, Ryan. They will yeah. be bang up for it, I reckon. They'll they'll see they'll see this game away from home, but they'll look at it as, as a game that they can win, which maybe they wouldn't have probably thought last year, or maybe even the season before that. Um so yeah, I think they're gonna be bang up for it, and which <laughs> makes me a bit nervous for it. I don't really know if it's gonna be a straightforward to tune in. Win. I feel like it even even for us, like you know, we we've gone to West Ham and we've gone to Man United. I feel like when you play away, there's that less there's that less pressure. Obviously, like mm. I feel like yeah, there's more pressure yeah. to play at home than there is away. Yeah. Um, is that why we're so like, bad at home? Because we're forgetting we, yeah. every time we do a preview, we always yeah. forget that we're really we're shit at home. Bad at home. <laughs> yeah, 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 we yeah, are. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We need to, we need to start. We need to talk about home tax and just like maybe minus two goals yeah. or minus one goal every time whereas, we say we're going to win two 0 Whereas, whereas I feel like Leeds are the opposite. They're really good at home because their support is so good. And not saying they're bad away from home, but they also, you know, um, actually, I've really gone against my original point here, haven't I? But yeah, I feel like, <laughs> uh, I feel like at home, they, you know, they got the support, they got that really good crowd at home, so they, yeah. you know, they usually perform at home. Uh, but I just feel like, as an away team, just across the board, as an away team, you usually have less pressure and you feel a bit more yeah. fluid, and you know, you can be a bit more free. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, yeah, what what Leeds side turn up because we've seen this season they've beaten Chelsea and Wolves. And then drawn against Southampton, where they were two 0 up as well, bearing in mind, and they capitulated. So it just depends on what Leeds turns up, and obviously what Brighton turns up, as you mentioned, Ben. You know, it, it, and, and Ryan actually. Um, if the you know if the best Brighton side turns up, we can easily win that game. But if we just have yeah. that one off day, then yeah, Leeds mm. can can nick it or even get a draw. So right, so let's quickly Definitely. then let's get predictions. So Ryan, sorry, you went on, on the other side though. Sorry, quickly oh, on go, the go, other go. side, Leeds will look at us and say, well, they've had they've played West Ham United. Who are both bottom of yeah. the table, which they'll probably yeah, say that they're, they're just, we played them rubbish. <laughs> but we could also say they played Wolves, who've looked really, really rubbish as well this yeah. year. So it's like Wolves normally would look like a good win, but yeah, they—I mean—they drew to home at Fulham, nil-nil. Like, well, I got a good, um, yeah. a good point rubbish. regarding what you've just said, actually, Ben, yesterday on my tweet, and it was probably one of the tweets that I was quite proud of. Actually, <laughs> I thought it deserved more likes than they got. But um, I said Graham Potter has an incredible way of making the opposition look poor, and by that. I mean, notice how the teams get a result. Uh, the teams we get a result against, sorry, are often having a bad day. So, for example, yes, they saw Newcastle against City. Oh, always, yeah. Well, was, you know, Newcastle having a bad day against us, right? But we should have put them away easily. But obviously, Newcastle turned up against City. So that's my point. So I said, high press, high intensity, accurate passing, and patient build-up is enough to drain any team. Now, honestly, the the genuinely, when you went to West Ham, the the patient build up was obscene. Like we would just hold the ball, pass it around, tire them out. You saw it against Newcastle as well, and that heat as well, passing the ball around, making a team work for it, run for it, and then that quick counter attack. All of a sudden, you've got McAllister finds the ball for a little flick, and there's a goal. It's a it almost reminds me of Leicester back when they were on right on it, you know, under Brendan Rodgers. Uh, that sort of patient, and then all of a sudden, boom, they can hurt you. That's all of a sudden what we've got, Brian. And I think, yeah, I think that Potter, with that in mind, 
Um, you know, yes, Leeds had a great day against Chelsea, but I would, I would be surprised to see him have a bad day at the Amex. And I'll stay. I'll stand by my two 0 I, I do think we've two got nil. it in us to to beat him. All right, two 0 Ryan uh, Ben. I'm gonna say one one. I reckon it'll be yeah, a home I'm, draw. I'm edging home tax, draw mate, as well. Pony at home. Yeah, home we tax. are. We are. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 as well. Just just quickly, um, last last week, uh, myself and Ben predicted wins for Brighton and we were yeah. bang on. Ben said 2-0. No, you said 2-1. I said 1-0. No, I said 1-0. You said 1-0. I said 2-1. And then you said draw, right? I said 1-0, right? um, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 1 or draw. Um, so, no, not a bad start. I think we've done, done all right there. Um, and then, so for next week, we've got a 2-0 win for, uh, home win for uh, Brighton from Ryan and one all draws from myself and Ben. So there I we go. Um, but yeah, stick, stick your, oh, stick your comments down below uh, what you think your predictions are going to be. It'll be always good to hear from you guys. Um, so yeah, yeah. lads, um, another beautiful podcast, uh, if we can say so ourselves. Um, yeah, so Approaching number keep... 100, by the way. Oh, the big one. This is 96. The special. The special yeah, one. The special. The special one. Say. Um, all right, cool. So boys, um, comments down below. What, what, are we, what are we going for? Um, oh, I think it's got egg, egg fraud rice. <laughs> uh, do something about uh, McAllister. I don't like about it. McAllister, I think. Oh, He's been brilliant. Uh, uh, yeah, Viva Alexis. Viva oh, Alexis. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, Viva I like it. Oh, no, like yeah, Matalan. Viva. That's really good as well. Maybe just do both. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Viva Alexis if you uh, want to be nice or do something weird like whatever you say, yeah, Matalan or something yeah, if you just, want to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Right, Viva Alexis or Matalan, whichever you prefer. Just just comment down below, you know, help that algorithm push. Uh, but yeah, of course, as yeah, per yeah. usual, please do, yeah, please keep, um, please subscribe if you haven't already. Please keep streaming, keep watching uh, and all that good stuff on Spotify and Apple and of course on and YouTube. Vote on the well. FCAs. And vote yes. on the FCAs, good point, Ryan. Uh, keep voting on the FCAs, we really appreciate all the support and hopefully we can go one step better this year and win the whole lot. So yeah, we will. Right, lads, it's been a pleasure. Uh, everyone listening out there, lads and lasses, we appreciate you all for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.